You're listening to Fear the Inthcast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. Yes. We are us. We are us. <laughs> We're back after taking we a are. week off. Oh man. I feel like <laughs> I feel like whenever people normally take a week off, they get a lot of rest and yeah. they feel rejuvenated. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't feel rested and rejuvenated. I feel like I've been working harder than I've ever been in this week. Well, it was an unscheduled week off because we had the best of intentions to record just in separate locations because we wanted to try it out. And sure. It was a catastrophic failure. Right. It was so bad. Oh, <laughs> was, man. You couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. Equipment failure. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. bad. But hopefully we're figuring it out. Yeah, we so, need to figure this kind of stuff out. This is this is the first podcast we've recorded together that we're not in the same room. It's true. Which is a landmark event. I know. I've only ever done that with Josh because yeah. he lives in a different city now. Right. Well, and I've recorded Inthcast with Seal while he was in San Antonio. Sure. But uh yeah, you and me, this is this is different. This this is rare, especially whenever we're only 15, 20 minutes apart. <laughs> well, and what's weird, you're the first person I've ever had, like, a camera on while we're doing it. Oh, yeah? Most of t- yeah. You never do Most camera? T- no. They're like, I don't want to see your face. I don't want you looking at me. I don't even have pants on. I'm like, well, I'm looking at your face. Why is your camera well, pointed at your pants? You like, get to see me in my closet, in my my beat laboratory. Yeah, and I'm in my bedroom <laughs> yes. with my head headboard behind me it's a nice headboard it's a good background yeah my wife made it perfect for hanging things on right it's got a lamp built in it does have a lamp that's awesome it's very it's very choice yeah so you've been busy we've been busy i think busy Uh, (laughs) i mean you've been you've been working hard on real life uh, <laughs> and you've been working hard on fantasy. What's on, going on, on here? I've been working hard on fake life, there on things that don't exist yet. <laughs> but will soon. But soon, will soon, soon. yes, yeah. yes. But uh, we wanted to get together and talk about fear, The Walking Dead, because we haven't forgotten. This season has been excellent. It I don't know been. if you agree with me, but I think it has been tremendous. I do. I I am totally there with you. Oh, I I don't know if that factor, that it factor, has been just Morgan being there. Man, I think that's a big so part awesome. of it. I think it's been all the new characters. You know, the everybody in the SWAT truck, the cowboy, the news reporter. Yeah, is you're like, yeah, these are characters that I can get behind. I like what they kind of stand for, and I feel like they're going to add something to this show. Absolutely. No, I I'm really loving the cowboy. What's his name? I'm going to I got to look it up. Uh-oh. You don't remember his name? <laughs> I'm blanking on names right now. Uh, that's Listen, okay. I'm I'll a couple you... I'm a couple drinks in, so yeah. Oh no, already? Naturally, I'm blanking on names. That's okay. Yeah. Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it John? Keep going. Isn't it John? Sure. That sounds right. John, John the Cowboy. John the Cowboy. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then Althea, right? Yeah. Is is Maggie Grace, right? Isn't that right? Right. right. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not awesome. going to say nothing. Perfect right. time. 
Yeah. We're going to talk about all three episodes and we're going to do it very briefly. Uh, well, not very briefly, but like we're not going to do our normal 40 minute review per episode right. because that would be a lot. We just kind of want to talk about where the season is going, Which, what the time jump has done yeah. in the new characters and kind of the way they're doing the show now. Cause with the time back and forth, it's, it's making for some interesting stories. Yeah. And I, you know, I think now that we're regulating our weeks, we'll be back to this. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some other things we're throwing in there, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah. um, for sure, we want to keep covering this because we think it's important and we care about it. We're watching it. So why not yeah. cover it? For sure. Agreed. All right. So the, the episodes are called What's Your Story? Another Day in the Diamond and good out here. So let's start with what's your story. This it's got some major crossovers. Yeah. It's got not only Morgan, we see Jesus. Yeah. We see Carol and then we see the man himself, Rick. Rick. That's oh, crazy. Man. What a what a lineup they had for that episode. I know. And honestly, all the conversations they had, I didn't much care for. But what it did do is it convinced me that fear is definitely the same timeline as the walking dead. Sure. <laughs> That's exactly what it what it I was mean, set out to do. They have caught up. <laughs> they, have, yeah. they have time jumped forward. And there's a lot that has happened between where we left off fear with the dam blowing up to what is happening now. There is. And I think there's a lot of unanswered questions even into episode three where there's still oh, sure. questions you have of like, all right, what happened? You know, how did things progress? So I, I think that that's a good place to set it with Morgan coming in and, um, establishing, it's like kind of like reestablishing his character yeah. into what the, what fear is and how he plays a role in all of this is, He's, he's like weirdly a mix of all the characters he's been in The Walking Dead. Like mm -hmm. he's, he's clear and he's peace. And like, so it's, it's a weird balance of Morgan and it is. We're figuring that out. Right. And his run away, I mean, he, he let it go. He's like, all right, I'm out. And he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to drive this car until I run out of gas. I'm going to steal another one and drive it till it runs out of gas. And then when he encounters John, I I really enjoyed that scene. Like I the did. introduction that they did for John, I was like, okay, I can get behind this character because he's just like, I'm assuming there's nobody there, but I'm gonna talk to myself. And if you're yeah. there, I wish you'd come out because I'm really tired of talking to myself. <laughs> you know, saying, yeah, you know, a lone wolf meeting another lone wolf, and then just how different they are. Morgan right. versus John is like night and day. Yeah, which I. I don't know about you, and I feel like you feel the same way, but I'm, like, actually really loving John. Oh, yeah. And I think he's he's really interesting because he's, like, this cowboy gunslinger in, in this world where that actually really pays off <laughs> to right. be good with guns. Right. I mean, just the way but he fires he things off. He really. as well. Yeah. And he's just an, a nice guy. Like, he didn't know Morgan from Adam. And he's like, yeah. well, yeah, I've got food. You can sleep in the back of my truck. 
I yeah. mean, come on, man. Let's let's work together. I'm not going to hurt you. Right. We'll be fine. And I think part of that is his self-confidence knowing he could take care of himself. Because yeah. at this point, anybody who survived on their own knows what they're doing. Right. You know? And they're well aware of how to survive in this world. So it's nice to see people who are capable kind of joining up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm loving it. And then we meet Althea. Which, when she rolled up in that big-ass SWAT van, I was like, okay, now I could certainly get behind this. Sure. With the uh, the remote machine guns in the front seat. That was nuts. Yeah, and then the group that they encounter that want to kill Morgan and John, and, and they're like, why do you have your hand on the lever? Well, I've always <laughs> got my hand on the lever. Yeah. I'm giving you a choice. And you do have a choice. You just need to make the right one. It's either give me what I want or I'm going to kill you. So, which Weirdly is a choice. Enough, whenever I saw her, I was like, where have I seen her from before? Lost. And was she in Lost? She was. She was, she was also, my wife reminded me she was in Twilight. She is in Twilight. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot that she's in Twilight. Yeah. She's the main character in Lost. She's the one that's sleeping with her. She totally is. I remember it now. I loved <laughs> Lost. Is, yeah. I mean, her character, eh, but right. sleeping with Boone, I wasn't real sad <laughs> yeah. when Boone died. He he kind of I know. It, it was it was a sad episode when he's trying to cut Jack's trying to cut his leg off with the door. You remember uh-huh. that? Yep. Like in the hatch and you're like, "Oh, that's awful. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Just let him die." Like Yeah. It's not okay. This isn't The Walking Dead. We're right. trying to stop a fever. You're trying to delay the inevitable by mutilating his body. Don't yeah. So, but Althea, she's a journalist and she wants the story. And the little interviews that she does and the camera angles that she gets and the real grainy video footage, I was like, yeah, I'd be fine if they shot the whole show like that. That'd right? be great. No, and I think it's like showing another side of things that is. It's really important to document and uh, keep record of, like, everything that people are going through. And I think that, like, showing this documentary style of of the end of the world and the apocalypse is so important for, like, when society becomes reestablished and people get back to their, their ways and... Yeah you have history to then look back on to say like, this is where we came from. Don't forget this. I think, you know, if people think it's not important, it really is very important to document these kind of things. Well, yeah. And she has to convince Morgan. John is on board with it. And in the future, like since we're talking about all three, she's trying to convince Victor and Alicia. And they're like, why this is dumb. And she has a point. Nobody knows how this is going to turn out. And we're all hoping to build a better future. That's been a theme throughout The Walking Dead. It's like we are working to build something for future generations. We're not just going to end here. So documenting what was going on and how it happened, I think, would be a good thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else we really need to touch on in episode one? Like they have a run-in with the guys that Althea tries to – uh, steals Morgan and John from. She uses her little gun and murders everybody. Yeah. Which it's amazing how John and Morgan didn't get shot because you can't aim with those things, right? 
<laughs> she just told him to get down. Yeah, get down. So they just jumped kind of instead of behind the car, they jumped in front of the car and they were fine. And also they were laying amongst walkers. So the right. hopes that you hit them all on the head were, uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of interesting, but it was kind of interesting. Maybe she just maimed them all so bad <laughs> right, they can't move right. anymore. It was it was cool though. I mean, I think to me the main takeaway from that was seeing Morgan um so dead set on distancing himself from yes. the past and um people that were his friends and even considered family to him like really trying to distance himself from all of that and be alone and Unfortunately, Morgan just doesn't have – I don't think he has what it takes to be alone. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he tries he, so hard to be alone, but he is, at his core, someone who is who is going to take care of people, and he wants to preserve life. Yeah, and he got shot in this episode. Yeah. So he, he's not able to walk, and towards the end – when before they pick him up, he's trying to get away from this walker and he can't because he's been shot through sure. the thigh. Yeah. It's kind of limiting. And at that point, he really does need people to help yeah. him because otherwise it's going to cost him his life. Right. So then at the end of the episode is where we run into the people that we know and love from fear. That's where the worlds collide. Right. We see Alicia looking all crazy, but it's an ambush. It's an ambush. And Nick and Strand and Luciana, right? Isn't that her name? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I remembered. They all jump out and you're like, oh, oh, blast from the past. But what is going on now that they're becoming highway raiders? That's not within their character. What has happened? Yeah. So clearly something has changed their ways. Yes. and we see more of that in the second episode. Right. But yeah, I think you want the, to jump to the, the looming one? question is, is where is Madison? That is the looming question. And we still don't have any answers through right, three. Right. Which I mean, which we're is really getting... interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk things. about three because it's more interesting after, you know, what happened in three. So, right. Yeah. So in the second one, they moved into a baseball diamond. Yeah. There's like 47, 48 people living in there, right? Yeah. Is that what it, and so they found a group. They're going out scavenging. They're growing Nick is crops, a gardener. Right. <laughs> although he's got weevils with his rutabagas or whatever the hell he's growing. Um, weevils are a big deal. I mean, you, you got to burn that crop where it sits. He kept yeah. like pulling it out and burning That's it. That's not going to kill like, the weevils. No, you need to burn it where it is. Right. And They're then you need the to get a lot, of, a lot of manure and re and go. Yeah, Start over. Just you got to do the whole thing over. So they find Charlie. Charlie's a new convert to their system. And they have accepted her with open arms. And there's a little bit of naivety built in, which was also surprising, which I I don't know where that came from. And I'm well, hoping she's that young. they kind of ex- There's that. But 
you know, Madison is so willing to accept her into the group sure. and so willing to want to make her feel like a part of the family. And maybe she's been really convincing and that the community that she was in was just wiped out and her parents are gone and she's trying to survive on her own. It's entirely possible, but yeah. it still seemed like, okay, you're, you're taking this girl in kind of quickly. And that's even furthered when they find that other lady um, when they're going out scavenging, she tries, she pulls a gun on all of them. She wants right. their truck. And after all that, they're like, Hey, we've survived this little fiasco. I jumped into this big tanker with the <laughs> walkers to save you who I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you come back and live with us? You know, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. So I guess in my mind, whenever I was seeing this girl, I, assume you know they've encountered people and to encounter a girl of her age and to have survived and and come from a community like i think i think every anybody put into that situation would have that that inclination or that desire to help someone who was seemingly helpless um, but she wasn't right, and she ends up being a con artist, which is right. which is interesting, and it is interesting, <laughs> yeah, well, and it's weird, like and fear is very different in that because you see like Rick's group, some of them really struggle with accepting new people right like daryl Daryl did it one time with Dwight and got burned, and yeah, so now he doesn't yeah. do it at all. And so maybe I'm kind of jaded in my mindset where I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to just accept you into my group all of a sudden. Sure. Like I've been bitten in the past and I've, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool, fool me twice. I mean, shame on me. You know, like, yeah, th that's not, and I, I don't know. It's just weird you know, to think how yeah. different the mindset is. And it doesn't seem like Madison and them would have been that way. And I'm curious what happened along the way to get them there. Well, I think that's the importance too, of, of having Morgan crossover into the show is to also cross over some of maybe like their reservations towards new people or, uh, maybe things to worry about that this group hasn't encountered yet. So they've encountered this group. Uh, what are they? The vultures? The vultures, yeah. Yeah, so they've encountered this group who essentially lets people work hard and then they reap the harvest, which is not so different than the saviors. Um, of course, we don't know how it all panned out and like what that looked like. We're where people killed it. I, the way that Nick reacts, it makes me feel like maybe yes. Um, but there's also like, there's a good bit of Morgan bringing over what he knows from the walking dead. And hopefully we'll see that kind of come into light where he applies this knowledge of, of groups. Cause I feel like even though fear has had like kind of a time jump, and they've moved forward. So they moved forward into the diamond and then they moved even more forward into meeting Morgan to where it's right. like, yes, they've learned stuff, but is there more to learn from Morgan? 
um, right. besides just peace, you know. Because right. Nick had said, he like, you know, you rescued me, you saved me. And the reason he won't leave the diamond is because of something that's happened in the past that we don't know about. So there is definitely a chunk of story sure. that we're missing. And so question for you, do you like the way they're telling the story with the time jumps in the some in the past, some in the present, or is it frustrating? Or what, what is your thought on it? No, I actually, I actually really like it because The Walking Dead is a show that that plays into time jumps a lot. Like sure. they look into the past a lot, and I feel like this format, where they're where the black and white is in present time yields a lot of opportunity for looking into the past that is also telling the story. So, like, all of their time jumps, all of their moving into the past is just benefiting the story where it is now. Where I feel like in other circumstances it may have just been to, like, explain a character or whatever it may be, like the whole episode where it was just Morgan and you're learning about where Morgan comes from. But did you love that episode? I love that episode and I think it was great, but this is just another way to tell it where it's like, they're still, they're just filling in the gaps of the story. And I think think it's a much, yeah, I think it's a much better storytelling device because I know a big complaint that we had with the walking dead. Sometimes you felt like the episodes were bloated and they were trying to tell, a 20 minute story in 50 minutes, but right. this way they have a built in way to be like, okay, we're going to tell the story in the present in 20 minutes. And we've got 25 more minutes to tell a story in the past. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. And the, the little pieces that you're getting, it's just asking more questions, but it's not bothering me because you're like, okay, but, but what give me, okay. You gave me a little, give me some more. And well, it's not bothering yeah. me at all. And it's because enough story is happening in present day. To where any story that you get from the past is, I don't know, it's almost complimenting the yes. present day story. So you're like, okay, this happened in present day. Now I really need to know what happened before. Like, mm-hmm. that's a great way to tell the story because you're just, you're left like wanting and you're feeling like, oh, God, I need to fill in the blanks. I think it's great. Yeah. And you're interested in both. Like, yeah. I want to know what's happening now, and I want to know what's happening then. So you got yeah. two streams of consciousness where I'm like, all right, give me some, give me something. Yeah. So the vultures show up at the diamond, and it's very creepy the way that they do it. You know, they show up with all their trucks, turn the lights on. Dude rides that bike, getting walkers <laughs> to go to yeah. the truck, and then he labels how many are in there. And then they just pop a lawn chair. <laughs> like, hey, what's yeah. up? Grab we're some beers. Gonna, we're going to sit in your parking lot. And, okay, so what did you think of the Madison interaction with the leader of the Vultures? Because this was one of the things where I saw on Twitter that people were kind of divided on it. Like, why did she react that way? Why didn't she react this way? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. It's hard. I think it's hard to say. Like, I guess I haven't seen any of the negative uh, oh, about really? it. I feel like... I feel like to me it was um, maybe I wouldn't have been so nonchalant with the whole situation because it was clear that they were a threat. Like to me, to me, it was almost mocking whenever the the what is the word? I already missed it. Um, The vultures show up and they're just waiting 
Like, yeah. to me, that's like, well, shit, like, we're working so hard, and you're just waiting for us to fail, so you could then come up and clean up the mess and take what we what yeah. we worked so hard for. I mean, it's built into the name. That's right. what vultures do. Yeah. They, they just circle around waiting for you to they die. They wait for a car to hit an animal, and then they yeah. reap the harvest. Yeah, it's going to come back carrying. You know, the fact that, like, they had done so much work ahead of time with having a mole inside of their compound and knowing right. like, Oh, you're, you're dealing with this. You're losing all your crops or whatever. Like, man, what a, what a mind fuck to deal with. Absolutely. Uh, you know. the, well, you know, Madison, she went out and she parlayed a little bit and I don't know, like she didn't want to threaten. She didn't want to start a war. Because, like you said, the guy knew everything. Every weapon that they had, how many bullets, how many people were in there. So it's not like she could lie about anything. But still, they have enough resources to be a problem for the vultures. Madison of old, I feel like, would have been like, okay, if you don't get off of our parking lot and go find your own stretch of land away from us, you're going to have a problem. Instead, it was kind of like... We're going to share. We can all get along. Thanks for your empty threats. We've lived the way that you're living, and we found a better way, and I'll pray for you. Basically is what it seemed like. Yeah. I think (laughs) – I don't know. Again, so much will be solved in in episode three, but, like, I think just their – the vulture's way of going about things was uh, too relaxed because – they open themselves up for too much failure. Like easily their leader could have been shot at any moment, just right. sitting in a lawn chair, openly exposed to I mean, the, I don't know. It's the whole and Negan they argument out again. whenever they wanted. Like it was interesting. Yeah. It's an Negan argument again. Get a sniper. When you see his head, cave it in. There you go. Right. Right. The, uh, what? If you see some people that are clearly a threat and they're still just going to hang out there in your parking lot, you know what you do? You take pot shots at them till they leave. And then when they're Which, gone. I, I think I think that's the best part about Fear the Walking Dead is because it is separate from the comic. Yes, um, that's true. In that happening, this character, like – we then can be the rest of the audience. Whatever the rest of the audience is saying, kill Negan, just snipe him. And we're like, no, but there's a story behind Negan. Right, there's right. so much to be told. And in this, we're like, just just kill him. It's easy. But right. there's a story to be told there. And that's exciting. But it's also like revealing to know that, okay, now we're in we're in the same boat as everyone else who hasn't experienced any of the comic or knowing any of the backstory or whatever. I think it's, that's the best part about this show. Right. Because I know what I would do. I'd be like, all right, we got 47 guns. They're sitting <laughs> out there. Let's, they, they're not listening to us talk in person. Right. So let's just plan. We'll all kind of line up. Everybody pick their shot and let's go. And right. then we'll run them off. But when we go back to present day, we know that they've had a run-in with the vultures because they found that Althea has a number flag. Whatever that number flag means, nobody knows. But they want it, and they want to know where she 
got it and they want to know when and if she is working with the vultures, which makes you seem like, okay, we've met these vultures in the past. Now we're in the present. What happened in between? Yeah. Not good stuff. Not good stuff. For sure. Are we moving so, on to episode yeah, three? No, right. We can go to three now, right? Did we miss something okay. from two? Yeah, that you no, talk I about? think we're good. I think we're okay. good. Um, yeah, because it essentially was just more picking up on their story. Yeah. And season three or episode three continues on to that, on yeah. to where they're going. So Morgan, uh, John and Althea are now prisoners <laughs> right? in, in their badass van. <laughs> right. The sweet ass SWAT van. Yeah. And she and Althea thinks she has a bargaining chip. I love her bravado. She's like, <laughs> I told you kind of the direction, but not exactly. Right. And Nick's like, I don't think you realize the gravity of your situation, <laughs> which is just the best line in any television show. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're aware of how serious this is. Well, yeah. I don't think you're aware of how many times I've been zip tied because <laughs> look at me. I'm already out of my zip ties. <laughs> yes. Which was awesome. She was prepared was- for this situation. Yeah, uh, it was pretty nice. It's nice to have people who are prepared for being put into that situation because right. it happens. Like, you know, people being put at gunpoint, that's such a normal thing in their world. Everyone points a gun at you. If someone were to point a gun at me, I'd be like taken back because that's an experience I've only You had act like once. that's never happened, but I was going to say. <laughs> I've definitely had it, but it's only happened once, and it's shocking. It is. Yeah, it is shocking. Yeah. I mean, the first time it happened is is, is weird. The fifth or sixth time, it's no big deal. Someone yeah. pointing something at you that can kill you right. in an instant. Well, I love the fact that they're playing up. Okay, we've been surviving in this world for a while. We all are capable. And I, I don't think that they've done that enough. And in The Walking Dead, it was kind of hampered by the fact that it was the Alexandrians who've escaped the reality of the world yeah. for a long, long time. So, you know, you've got Rick and his group and Negan and the Saviors, and a lot of those guys know what's up. But a lot of the characters that we see, you're like, you don't yeah. understand. Yeah. And, but in fear, you can tell that all of these guys know what they're doing. All of them are capable. And if it went to blows, it'd be hard to pick a winner. Sure. And I like that. Yeah. So Maggie, not Maggie. I keep saying Maggie <laughs> because that's her name in Lost. Um, Althea escapes, gets Nick at knife point. A scuffle ensues and the SWAT van goes off the road and is crashed. But in that process, Morgan, John, and Althea Get all the rest of them tied up. <laughs> they <laughs> like, win. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's unfortunate yeah. for y'all because I feel like you no longer have the upper hand. But Althea is still super trusting, and she's like, okay, yeah, uh, just give me your story. I just want to hear you talk, and then help me get my van out, and then we'll take you to uh, where we got this flag. All right. It's this budding relationship is happening, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Which... <laughs> So they're stuck, and they know they need to get to the trucks that they saw on the road that they were passing up that Lucy assault. Um, so it was interesting how they split up the group. So Althea was very intentional with making sure that she locked Nick up, <laughs> since he was the wild card. 
Hang on. I didn't hear a word you said. You totally cut out. Oh, really? There you are. Go ahead. Cool. So Althea was very intentional with how she locked Nick up since he was kind of the wild card. Uh, So she went ahead and just zip tied him to the back and said, listen, I'll, I'll deal with you other people. This guy, the guy who ran my van off the road, he's going to stay right here. Right. And Morgan was like, I'll stay too, because I've been shot. I'll just slow you down. And then he lets Nick go. Right. It's like, what are you going to do? Are you, are you worried that I might run away? Nope. Not, I'm not scared at all. It was great because he just left the knife on the on the step to the van, and he was like, "Aren't you worried I'm going to grab that?" And he's like, "No." He yeah. slaps his hand with the stick, <laughs> and slaps then he trips him, and then trips <laughs> yeah. him. He's like, "I'm not worried." <laughs> you do you, but yeah. uh, you're not going to get away. I'm yeah. even with my bum leg. You're not going right. to away. Which is so cool. I, I think it's easy sometimes to forget how like much training Morgan did with that, with that stick. But it's not martial arts. It's not karate. Excuse me. It's It's something else. Just, it's just not karate. (laughs) It's the Brazilian art of dance fighting. Yes. Peace (laughs) fight. Capoeira. (laughs) So they see an El Camino on the road. And then we get some flashbacks to what the El Camino is. Right. And a little more with the vultures. And that, that, that irked me. That character made me angry, which is great. Really? Because, oh, yeah. Well, like Madison and Nick going out, and they're always getting beat to the punch by the dude with the El Camino. And he's just talking so much shit, like, get a faster car. Can you believe how much condensed milk was in here? I actually <laughs> feed my family, you loser. And that, that's right. kind of what pushed Nick over yeah. the line. Held the knife to his throat. De- definitely left a scar there. For sure. Which was which was nice. But Nick is motivated to murder at this point. He's like, I don't, oh, yeah. all I have is a hammer and my feet, but I'm going after that car. Let's go. Which is interesting because we don't know why or I guess why he's so motivated to kill that guy. Right. You can make and assumptions. and you can We can. Him. We can make assumptions, but there isn't answers. Right. The assumption in my mind is, okay, something went down. At the baseball field, and maybe a lot of people were killed. Maybe only a couple key people were killed. Right. But we don't know. Well, and that's the question. Where is Madison? Right. Where is Madison? Because she is as main of a character as Nick is. Absolutely. So where is she in present day? And and, w- and will they? Okay. Carry on. I don't want to jump ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, what else would motivate Nick to make such stupid decisions at this point? Like, you figure at this point, we're past the making irrational emotional decisions. Let's stop and think for a minute. Like, honestly, the dude has a car. You only have a hammer. You just got your ass kicked by one-legged stick, dude. You know, what what are we doing? You also don't know where he's going. Like if this road takes turns or whatever, if he's going down farm to market five, five, three, eight, like there's no, there's no decision making there. He's just, 
hobbling in one direction. And, and what about the people that are coming back expecting you to be there? Yeah. How are they going to respond when they get to the truck and you're not there? And you're a bastard because you didn't even throw your stick, the stick down to right. Morgan. He Morgan, just said, on can you just leg. throw me my stick? <laughs> throw me my stick, bro. Come on. Yeah. You're already up. Help me out. Because the horn is going. They broke the horn. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Morgan catches up with him, saves him from a walker, which I didn't understand that either. But surely you can kill two at a time with a hammer. You hit one, you hit the other one. Yeah, wow. But I don't know. But which Morgan saves do? him. And they try to, they're having a little dialogue. And Morgan's like, I was where you were. I lost my wife, my kids, all my friends. I lost everything. Yeah. And, I've been where you are, and it's not going to end up how you want it to. And Nick, of course, can't be swayed. Because how do you talk to people like that when they've made up their mind, you know? You don't. You have to let them play their... Right. They have to to figure out... Yeah, they have to figure out a hard lesson for themselves. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best way to learn a lesson. Well, Morgan did. Yeah, he did. No one could teach him or tell him what was right or wrong, and... He made his choice, and he may still be making wrong choices. You know, oh sure, leaving leaving the main group like that may have been a bad choice, but it was. You know, whenever you put into that situation, I think everybody's that's a good like relatable point to the episode is being put into situations where you have to make a choice or a decision, and um, you feel like it's the right choice. But right. maybe other people around you have different opinions, but it doesn't matter two shits what their opinion is because you think that this is the right choice. And I think that's really what matters is right. you're doing what you feel like is best. Yes. I agree strongly. Yeah. So uh, Luciana and the group and Althea come back. Nick and Morgan are gone. They s- they can tell, though, that their tracks lead away. So Althea's like, no, no, no. I need to get my truck out. I'm not going nowhere. Y'all help me get the truck out, and then we'll go look for them together. Yeah. So she is attached to something in that truck, you know? Who knows what it is? Sure. But it's very important. I'd be pretty attached to that truck as well. <laughs> it has all yeah. the guns <laughs> and the armor. I'd be very attached like, no, this is worth getting out of out of some mud, for sure. I agree. So, Nick finds the blue bonnets, which he does. If, if people aren't from Texas, don't know what blue bonnets are, um, but it's something that you that grows on the side of the road, and you risk your life once a year to park on the side of a highway and crawl up into this field and take dumb pictures right. surrounded by blue bonnets. That's all they're good for. Which I, I think I really enjoyed, like, because they haven't, like, blatantly said, we're in Texas, howdy, y'all. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> well, they got the cowboy. <laughs> like, yeah, but having the blue bonnets was just, like, I think kind of a nod to say, like, this is where we're at, and this is how how it looks right now. Right. Because blue bonnets are seasonal. Right. And I don't understand... This is gonna sound very intense of me. I don't understand the fascination with blue bonnets. <laughs> like, I just I don't get it. I'm like, let's go take You've blue bonnet photos. Never posed no. nude in a field of blue bonnets. No, have you? Well, of course I have. 
Okay. Was that right before you got a gun pulled on you? <laughs> yes. For trespassing naked <laughs> on somebody's lawn? Yeah. So I was well. doing a job and got carried away. <laughs> it just one thing led to another. Suddenly to I was another. naked, Suddenly laying in a field I of had, blue bonnets. I had no clothes on. Surrounded by blue bonnets. <laughs> so Morgan interacts with the vulture first. And... I mean, the vultures are so filled with bravado, and they're so cocky. Yeah. And he's like, nothing here for you, old man. Just keep on walking, which is nice. It's not like he's like, okay, I'm going to kill you. Who are you? He's like, yeah, just go. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about this. But Morgan tries to warn him because he knows that Nick is hellbent on murder, and he knows that he, Nick shouldn't have to be hellbent on murder. He doesn't want yeah. to experience that. But it doesn't matter. No, he is hell-bent on murder. <laughs> right. So the guy because sees Nick. Because something like, big happened. Yes, something has happened. Right. Because when the guy sees Nick, he talks, starts talking shit to him again. He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever see you again. What's up, Nick? Better listen to your friend. Yeah. Right. I got <laughs> he, some work to do unless you want to give me a hand. Right. That's <laughs> like whatever he did that... Nick wants to kill him for he's he's so nonchalant about it that would piss me off even more so they have their little fight in the silo and Nick has a hammer the other dude has a knife but on the ground some antlers right (laughs) which is just shitty (laughs) terrible place to put those well and I mean, falling on antlers and having antlers just stab through your body, that sounds awful. That does sound like one of my top ways I don't want (laughs) to die. (laughs) Like, what? I feel like there's some movie where a dude takes an antler, like, stabs it under the dude's chin. Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember. I can't think of the movie. You're thinking, like, I think it's Braveheart. What was it? I think it's Braveheart, like, in the scene after they kill his wife and he shows up and he just, you know, he yeah. he's riding into town on the horse and then he doesn't have any weapons because they've confiscated their weapons. But he's got a damn antler. So he's like, right. <laughs> suck on this. Oh, man. What a great so, movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick kills the dude. And Morgan tries to convince him that there's a future. Sure. And then... Nick is kind of thinking and reminiscing. Yeah, he's getting convinced. Yeah. He reads his little peace book. Skadoosh. Shot his, in the chest. His little, yeah. his little book of Mormon. <laughs> Shot in the chest by Charlie, the girl who <sighs> was the mole. That and rat bitch. I know. And then looks at her and like Charlie and then falls over. And he's not long for the world. No. Like, luckily, Alicia and Strand and Luciana showed up and were able to kind of say goodbye so, very briefly. Do you think that Charlie killed him by mistake? Or do you feel like she killed him because he killed uh, the guy? I don't think it was a mistake. You shoot someone in the chest, and she was close enough to recognize that right. Nick. He's pretty recognizable. Right. I mean, there's not that many people left in the world. With his know. haircut. Well, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I don't think it was a mistake. 
uh, and she didn't seem too upset about it. Uh, more like, oh, damn, it well, worked. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And I will say one thing about this death. It was quick. You know, yeah. I, I appreciated that. I didn't want because if they'd have had a whole episode of him dying and it been drawn out, I think it would have taken away from the shock and the dismay. Because I'm when it happened, because I, I hadn't been spoiled by Twitter yet. Because I know a lot of people got spoiled by Twitter, but when it happened, I was like, "What the hell? What? Right? No, no, right? <laughs> Literally five minutes before that scene even took place, I remember saying to my wife, "I actually really like Nick in this show." I think he's right. really good. He's one of the actors that stands out to me. Right. And she said, "Oh, yeah, he was in Harry Potter. I feel like he this was. is this is below his pay grade." <laughs> she yeah. said something like that, and I was like, "Yeah, he's really good." And he played then, Tom Riddle. He's dead. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Well, you know, Why? his dad was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Stannis, right? Baratheon. So yeah, shocking, dude. I and- know. I was I was really taken back. Yeah, I, I, I did not expect him to kill off a main main character. This yeah, time. he was as main as it gets. Right, and I know that we'll probably see him in some flashbacks because of the way they're telling the story now. But damn, <laughs> right? Damn. I think I think we'll see him throughout the whole season. Well, at least the first half. I would. Yeah, think. sure. Oh, for sure. But then that like that makes you say like. Well, well, now I'm really curious to see where Madison is, because shit, if they're just going to, like, kill him off like that, like, willy-nilly, like, he got shot, he's dead. There's no, no, we're going to take him to a hospital and try to save him. He's bleeding out. He's coughing up blood. He's dead. He's dead. Dead, (laughs) It was just so final. (laughs) Bury, Bury him dead. And now someone's going to have to pop him in the head before he turns right. into a walker. You know? That was so unlike any main character death I've experienced in a while. Yeah, the only one I could think of that was kind of similar, and I don't know if you'd call him main character, was T-Dog. Sure. Remember when he, when he died, you're like, what? Well, that was like, he didn't, he got, he got screwed because he didn't he did. get the honor he deserved. Um, T Dog deserved honor. T Dog, he went out like like any supporting role, which was terrible. I agree. Yeah, I agree. T Dog was the man, but also so there was like some cool like symbolicness to that to that death. Him looking yeah. at the flowers, yeah. and in even being killed by a child, <laughs> like yeah. it was. It was weirdly well, I mean, opposite. <laughs> and the the peanut butter protein bar in the right. episode, you know, there's a lot of like callbacks and a lot of, sure. they were playing with your emotions, playing with your nostalgia, which I, it didn't feel like fan service. It felt like, hey, don't forget all these shows are tied together and yes. don't forget where we've come from. And the, the, you know, this, this is related. Well, and I think it, that they have a lot more freedom to relate the two shows and to make you realize that they're in the same universe now with Morgan connected to it. Oh, so, I agree. I agree. For sure. And I mean, we learned later, like I was reading an interview that Frank Delane is the one who has to be killed off, which is yeah. 
kind of surprising, but he had reasons. He's like, you know, I just felt like the character run its course. TV is not my favorite thing. So, you know, I just asked to be killed off. And I think they did it in a way that will honor Nick and in a way that will have a lasting impact because nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. It was out of the blue. So that was, that was nice. Nice in the fact that it was so shocking. Yeah. And I hope that it wasn't just uh, to appease him to to say like, no. okay, he wants to leave, so let's kill him. Right. Well, and like, then it happens like to be a good storytelling device. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't want. He'll that. be in the flashbacks. I do hope that we see what happened between them and the vultures. Sure. If Nick just is off the will. show now, I, because now they have times where they can remember. Nick in the past and things like that. And it makes sense with the way they're telling the story. Unlike in, you know, walking dead, if they were remembering things from the past, it'd be a little weird. Like, Oh, we're going to do a little flashback here, a little memory scene. Yeah. Yeah, If they were to tell us a story that, that we hadn't seen at this point, we'd be like, well, why didn't we see that? (laughs) You know, why, why is this suddenly important? Right. Yeah. It wasn't before. Yeah. But everything now is is actually very important. All the flashbacks are important in this show. So, which is cool. I like it. So, you know, I'm really enjoying the show. I think it's it's been an, a breath of fresh air almost, like reminding me what I loved about The Walking Dead and The Walking sure. Dead franchise. And I just been – it's a damn good show. And I know yeah. it got a lot of hate like in season two. But I feel like it's really coming into its own, and I think a time jump was the right move yeah. so far. So far, they've convinced me that they knew what they were doing. Right. I think it definitely deserved the criticism from season two. Well, but yeah, but same with three, Walking Dead. Oh, sure. It, that was season that, three. God, it was shit. It's really turned around, and then into this season has just been like, I don't know. It just felt like wildly different. Like, the characters feel so much more mature, like, not even just, like, as characters, but as actors. Like, I don't know, just how they're delivering lines. Strand has, they've toned down Strand a lot, which I think was necessary because (laughs) his one-liners were terrible. Right. Well, they've lived a lot of life yeah. and they've, they've done a good job of convincing us that they've been through a lot in the years that we haven't seen. Sure. You could tell that they're all changed and affected by what they've been through. And I really yeah. enjoy it. No, I'm liking how it's turning, turning out. I'm yes. glad, I'm glad we've finally gotten a chance to cover this. I agree. So that's all for fear for the week. Um, couple housekeeping items and then we'll get to news. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should. It's, uh, at fearinthcast. Or if you want to send us an email, it's fearinthcast.com. And you can always go to our website, www.fearinthcast.com. If you haven't left us a review or subscribed, you really should. Yes. All right. So announcement time, right? Yes, let's announce. Let's go. I'll let you do it. Cool. So um, part of why this week off wasn't a week off <laughs> for for us, um, well, JD's been busy with a lot of a lot of work stuff. Also, 
uh, we've all been busy, um, and we've all includes me, JD, and Scooter. Scoots. Um, we are entering into a new venture. Um, yes. We're we've talked about this in the past how we want to take on Twitch, um, and make it something that that our format can work on. And we've had multiple meetings and um, been planning a lot. And I think we've come up with a format that will work best for us and fit into what we feel like is our niche. Um, we all like video games. We all obviously love The Walking Dead. Um, but we wanted to find a way to merge our our nerdum for you know, comics and, uh, you know, whatever it may be and video games and kind of merge the two. So, um, starting next Monday, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be streaming. So yes, we will, we will essentially be streaming every day of the week, which sounds like a lot. And yes, it is a lot. It sure is. But between the three of us, we feel like we can we can figure it out and make it happen. Um, we have plans in place, and we'll have schedules being posted up on Twitter really soon. Um, but this will have this will have no affiliation with Inthcast or Fear the Inthcast. It'll be completely separate, but it will be the three of us um, doing this together. So, uh, do you want to take it from there? Yeah, I mean. We're still going to finish out Fear the Walking Dead for sure. And right. we do have plans when Walking Dead comes back to do that as well, because we can fit that into our Monday night schedule, because Monday night is going to be kind of the three of us talking together, more of a podcast format, just where you can see our faces, you know, and then the streaming um, will continue from there, different types of games, different genres throughout the week. So you can find what you're into and participate that way and you know we just want to put out more content that we're passionate about put out more content that we think y'all will be passionate about and see where it goes from there yeah i think the main thing we would ask is that if you've been at all entertained by our coverage of fear the walking dead or uh, maybe it's Dragon Ballers, or maybe it's like old, yeah. old school to like Inth cast and just like covering movies. But if you've been entertained by that and you have a connection to us as content creators, we would ask that you would consider um, following us or even yeah. joining us on this like this new chapter that we're we're taking on this new undertaking if you if you will uh you know following us on twitch and also just like following us on twitter and and keeping up to date with us because i think something that we are most excited about is getting to be in a format to where we're having a podcast but we're also talking to the people that we talk to regularly on twitter yeah. In in like a real time chat environment, to where we're having real time interaction with the people that we enjoy talking to, anyways. So I think that's yeah. one of the things we're most excited about. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I think I agree. that 
it's a great opportunity to uh, follow that um, and and join us for this new adventure we're taking on. Like we're all super excited about it. We've done a lot of legwork in prepping it and making it look awesome and feel awesome and sound awesome. We've spent some money and we've spent a hell of a lot more time in making in making it official and look great. So we really are hoping that y'all will enjoy it. Right. I agree. So but don't worry, we will be back next week yes more fear the walking dead coverage because the season is just too good for us to stop in the middle and be like yeah well figure it out on your own listen (laughs) listen listen to these other podcasts because you're done with us no we're not going to do that to you guys yeah and you've given too much to us right and what becomes of fear the nth cast we're not totally settled on yet so whether we continue after this or not um that hasn't been decided on but we have decided that we are definitely finishing this season of fear the walking dead um we'll be covering the rest of that so yeah 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 so don't be sad just be happy to join new things with us yes in the meantime fight the dead fear the nth cast